0: That is a
1: blessing. I want to shout
0: hallelujah. So, Listen, hallelujah. Let me hear you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord.
1: Say, well, glory, right?
0: You Amen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you do feel like that. so I've said
0: it many a time in myself.
1: Just uh, not to be. You can be down and defeated and discouraged and disillusioned and then you sing a uh, hymn like i Johnny Carter. And it really makes you feel close to the Lord. Amen. So thankful for Thank you, O Father, for this great hymn and for the words of it. And thank you, Lord, that you inspired this man to write it. And Amen. And inspired um, Brother Fruit to include it in this book of Psalms and hymn. We're here to praise your name this morning. Lord, we're sad on the one hand that uh, there's only a few of us, but on the other hand, we're glad that you are with us and that makes everything right. So just bless this morning, we pray, and help us to uh, not only worship thee, but to understand and to rejoice in and believe in and trust in everything that your word says to us today, and we pray and trust that it will say much to us today. Again, we do not understand all the things of how you work, as we've already mentioned, Mysterious ways, As someone said. Again, thy wonders to perform, we certainly see that every day in our everyday lives. We're going to work here today, and we do pray for those who should be here and that could not be here and are. bring them to a more complete understanding and rejoice in you, in your word, and in all of these great things. We thank you for Christ. It's because of him that we have what we have with us here and bless your word as it comes forth and and again give us understanding and wisdom through it and we might uh, be able to face the things of this world and of this time. It is in many ways a a desperate time but on the other hand it is also a time of great Expectation. Who would not be expecting and rejoicing as they would soon see Jesus? Thank you for him. And receive us in His name. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's uh, let's talk about some. thought oh, about for a long time. Luke. Chapter ten.
0: What did you say the book?
1: Luke. The Gospel of Luke.
0: I've been reading that.
1: We'll read in Luke and then uh I'm going to read also in Ephesians chapter 5. So you can just go ahead and turn it over there. And, uh, if you've got two fingers, you can keep both places at the same time. Luke chapter 10, verse 3. Go your ways. Behold, I send you forth. Lambs among wolves—that's not a very really good thing, is it? Not really. It's kind of a mismatch there. Yeah, it is. it's a scary thing. <laughs> wolves are the natural enemies of sheep, and how vulnerable are sheep to wolves, and especially lambs? Have you ever dealt with a lamb? Just, you know, they're they're, for all practical purposes helpless. They're they're babies. And they have, uh, as far as I know, a sheep has no defense. And God made them that way (laughs) that they have no defense. As a lamb before the slaughter, right? It depicts Christ, of course, but it's, a, it's so amazing again that this, this animal God made with no defense and Christ put himself in that very position of having no defense. Now he could have right Isn't that what he said I could pray my father and he would send what 12? to. The time. Time. to fight for him. But he submitted himself unto all that he endured willingly. But we go over Ephesians chapter 5 in verse 25 it says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Now, like I said, I, I thought about this a lot of times. For a long time. A lot of times. Our image, for the most part, I believe, of Christ's love to the church is that He's just going to keep us from all harm and danger everything's going to be uh, you know come up roses that uh, you know we're not really supposed to suffer in adverse conditions uh, I mean our image of Christ's love to the church I believe again is so colored by worldly Romanticism. And don't get me wrong, uh, I I believe there's a place for romance in marriage. I believe that with all my heart. But for the most part, life is not like that. Marriage is not like that. Uh, Christ... uh, uh, Relationship to the church is not like that. More it is like sending us out to the wolves, among the wolves. It's an amazing thing, uh, and you know, when I think about this, I think, well, you know, what kind of love is that? if we as husbands are to love our wives as Christ loved the church are we not going to bring those wives with us along the way and if we love if we love Christ and submit ourselves unto his love then we are not going to be grubbing over all of that we're not going to be complaining over it uh, and that really reminds me of the people of Israel coming up out of the land of Egypt out of the bondage of Egypt uh, God said you've complained this ten times ten times And that was not an easy journey that those people were making. I mean, the first thing is, God scared them to death because here they were, the Red Sea was before them. They had no boats. Uh, They didn't even have a life jacket, did they? They had nothing. And here's the whole Egyptian army coming up behind them. Talk about being between a rock and a hard spot. I mean they they were. And you know we have we have a tendency to to uh, say well you don't pity those people. But they really weren't to be pitied, were they? Because when it came right down to it, God parted that Red Sea, and the people of Israel went across as up on dry land. But the Egyptians, as saying to do the same thing, were completely, absolutely, totally wiped out. God told Moses, You shall see them again. Gone. They're gone. Well, ultimately, regardless of what what uh, Christ sends us out into in this world, it's essentially the same thing, isn't it? Are there going to be hardships? Of course, they are. in, in fact, uh, Peter says that we are called to this, right? We're called to it. Now, uh, again, in, in this in this life, uh, every woman that marries a man can look for certain amounts are are certain uh, is that the right word amounts I guess it's okay certain amount of this of this suffering along with her husband or whatever that husband encounters that wife is going to encounter it too it's just inevitable that way and so it is with Christ right Whatever Christ suffered, what are we go- can, what can we expect? He is our head. He is our husband. As by, we are a spouse to Him. And so whatever it is, and He tells us that straight out, doesn't He? Sure He does. It's, if they hated me, they're going to hate you. If they do this in a green tree, What are they going to do in the dry tree? And so on and on it goes. And as long as we are in this world, that's what we're going to be. We're going to be sheep or lambs among the wolves. It can't be any other way. Now, What is the wisdom of God in this? Well, one thing is, it's just to show His mighty power in His people. First of all, to keep us believing. Is it hard to believe in God when He is Seemingly answering the prayers of the unrighteous and not answering yours. Yeah,
0: that's kind of hard. Well, I tell you, no.
1: If it were not for the Holy Ghost, you would perish. Yes. It's hard to be persecuted by the world it's hard to endure their uh, snide remarks uh, it's hard to endure their reproach of Christ against Christ it, it's hard for a child of God to, to to bear these things it's 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 a type of persecution because it, it, it persecutes your, your soul. But God God has sent us, Jesus has sent us, out into the world as lambs among wolves. I don't know how much more of a dramatic uh, uh, expression there could be than that. It's as though you know they're there. You know what they're capable of, and you know that if they had had the chance, they would rip you apart. Amen. But God, God does preserve us, right? Amen. But it's, it's we're going to suffer. The bride of Christ is going to suffer until the day that Christ ends this world. He is all over. Well, he comes back not as a lamb, but as the lion. He goes from one extreme to the other. other. But until he comes back as a lion, what is he? He's the lamb of God. And so we have this this picture again. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Now, the, the husband is supposed to do that. He's supposed to give himself for the wife. But it's for what purpose? Well, we go to the next verse there in Ephesians chapter 5 and we see that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word that he might present it to himself a glorious church. Not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing but that it should be holy and without And so ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. For he that loveth his wife loveth himself. Now, again, it's all a picture of Jesus and the church, right? We get down to the bottom of this in verse 33. This is a great mystery. But I speak concerning Christ and the church. But the reality in this world, as long as we're in this world, there's going to be tribulation, right? Uh, Persecution. There's going to be persecution. There's going to be trials. There's going to be testing. there's, There's going to be Hardships. (laughs) Well, hardships, yeah. How many other (laughs) adjectives can we use to describe it? But the point is, again, that we as God's church, his people, we're going out into the world. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. And so, there is just a a certain amount of inevitable problems that are going to arise, if not on a daily basis, then almost on a daily basis. Now, sometimes again, I think it was Mark Webb, that preached one time up in St. Louis and he was was lamenting the fact that uh, it seemed like he wasn't being persecuted. And sometimes I, I understand what he's saying. Because I think most of us would have to confess that we have suffered minor persecution what persecution we have suffered it's been more of the mental variety it certainly hasn't been the physical variety now again uh, the mental variety sometimes can get pretty intense but but nevertheless uh, it's not it's not like the physical it's not as hard as the physical can get anyway, uh, because we know that it can get, go as far as to the blood. Now, uh, the writer of Hebrews touches upon this in that 12th chapter, right? In verse 3, it says, For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be weary and faint in your minds. Ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. Now, evidently, uh, People that was being directly addressed here had not suffered the persecution that some of the church had already gone through. What about Stephen? Stone to death, right? all of And so, you know, we, we look at it and he goes on though he says "Ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children my son despise not thou the chastening of the Lord nor faint when thou art rebuked of him uh, for whom the Lord loveth he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth now again these two verses right here these last two verses uh, could uh, give us some, some uh, idea is just what chastisement is chastisement evidently can go as far as shedding of blood your blood my blood Isn't that what he's saying here? You've not yet resisted unto blood, and then you've forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. Despise not thou the chastening of the Lord. Uh, Again, uh, sometimes we ought to be concerned about who we are. Uh, And yet, who knows what we are going to endure yet. But whatever we endure as husbands, the wives are going to have to endure too. Doesn't matter what it is, does it? For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? Now the Father is supposed to love the Son, right? Did God, the Father, love God, the Son? Absolutely. But what did He ask the Son to do?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The same thing that happened
0: with Abraham and Isaac.
1: Oh, far above that. Yeah, but for fleshly men. That was just a type or a shadow. It sure
0: hit me when I read it.
1: But how could that be? The thing that the father did was he asked the son to be forsaken of the father. Now, you know, I, I don't again talking earlier, how do you how do you put that into a concept right we have the word of Christ when he was forsaken my God my God why hast thou forsaken me Who has ever known the totally, absolutely forsaken of God? Again, this all gives us a clue as to what hell really is. I have got clue as
0: to know first to think of. Any
1: of your loved ones going there, but it's not to be done. So here's again, here's the question: To be sent out in as lambs among the wolves, how is that love? How, How would that be classified as love? That's a hard question for me to answer, really. Except that, once again, it is to prove the power of God as the Apostle says, we have this treasure in the earth and the vessel that the excellency of the power may be of God not of us. I mean, we all take great comfort in, in knowing uh, the infinite wisdom of God in all these things. And and that's pretty much where I leave it. Uh, not really understanding it, but the fact that it, whatever happens happens by God's decree and there's not a one of us (laughs) that has the mind of God uh, in purity and in holiness and in righteousness it's going to happen but not in this life you um, see through a glass, darkly. Yeah, and and so there there are. I mean, I, I do. I think we all hear things, see things, know things that we struggle with them, and we just have to bow to the perfect, infinite wisdom of God, and that encompasses His. Love uh, and and holiness. I mean, there's something there that, I mean, does the love come out of the holiness? I think so. Uh, And it's just, I thank God that we can sit here and talk about it. Amen. Right. So Paul goes on when he says we have this treasure and earth and vessel he says we are troubled on every side yet not distressed. Yes. We are perplexed though we're not in despair. Yeah. Persecuted but not forsaken. Cast down but not destroyed. He says always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord. There's your answer. That the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. But this is the thing that again that you see that Marriage today is void of. For the most part. The idea again today is you know, well, God's in control. Well, what is He in control of? Is God. That sends us as lambs among the wolves. He's controlling that, isn't he? Sure. But when most people talk about God being in control, of, you know, of everything, they're 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 mindset is not that God is sending us forth among the wolves but their mindset is that, that God's chasing all the wolves away. But that's not that's not the case. Take Job for instance. But Job's wife wasn't he? Well, what did she say? Curse God and die. Why don't you just curse God and die? Well, if it had been one of those three, as JD calls them, Baptist brethren, they probably would have. I mean, it's hard again to even conceive of the mission that Job was eating at that particular time. So, but here, you know, God opens all of this up to us. Uh, and in all of our trials and troubles and tribulations and testings and all of that, all of that It still is the love of God. But marriages again today, for the most part, thankfully there's still a few otherwise, but for the most part, oh, it's roses and chocolate candy. As long as the men say yes, ma'am. So... What, what do we get out of this? Well, again, everything's backwards today. Everything. It doesn't matter what it is. It's just backwards. Children obey your parents? How about that one? No. It is. There is a generation. their father and doth not bless their mother so what else does God ask us to do besides sending us forth as lambs among the wolves and many other dangers are there well of course that one pretty well depicts the whole government thing But how many millions of God's people have been tortured to death, starved to death, killed with the sword? See again, dear. 13th chapter of the Revelation. Here's the patience of of the saints. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. So what a what a wonderful thing it is, really, to think about, on the one hand, but we need to realize that these things are real. And husbands need to realize the responsibility that they have towards their wives to love them as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. But the wife needs to understand also that she is obligated to follow the husband because she is bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh and whatever her husband experiences she is going to experience it and as the husband if he is a true child of God He is going to take joyfully all of those trials and tribulations and persecutions and that wife is going to take that with him in the same attitude. And together they're both going to take everything a circumstance that God puts them in and they're going to take it without murmuring and complaining Now, that doesn't mean again that there's not going to be some hardships and it's not going to all be laughing and joking and carrying on but it's going to be all so that's what the apostle tells Timothy in your heart is, as a good soldier of the Lord Jesus Christ. Any other comments,
0: bro? I'm just thinking though know, there's a whole lot of teaching in, in the scriptures that we're told to know and to Obey and what love is, and we fall short of how whenever I get to studying, I see it's convicting. Keep begging the Lord, help. Because I guess I've got a question. And I'm not supposed to ask at all, <laughs> but it's just like with what's going on—you you see things that are not right, and and you and you've seen in the past. Take mobile home companies, for instance. That's the question now that uh, is disturbing to me. Do we? Do you just? Well, whatever they do and whatever they say, regardless of, you see that, and you know the history of telling you one thing and uh, and, and not doing it. And like Bruce here, our, our good uh, going through all of that stuff. <laughs> uh, you know, you're told one thing and, and, and you get too much... Are you not supposed to stand up and uh, talk to these people and make them aware that they need to be truthful? They're dealing with Christians and God protects His people. I don't have to do... it. I'm not going to do anything to anybody, but they need to know and hear. There's are
1: nothing to, been wrong with, with not being... Don't need to but, but mm-hmm. you, try. you cannot do it well. And, and we are all tend to do that when we, we tend, tend to be, be over zealous in, in our approach. Here, those
0: oh, all I ask for is that, but in the
1: end, yeah, the that's you the part what of turning the extra cheek and walking yeah. that extra mile that's and true. so forth and so on. And, and if they, they sue you at the court uh, for your, your cloak, give them your, or, or your coat, give them your cloak also. That's that hard That's trials. hard for the flesh to do. It is. But it's still, that's God's directive to us. And Maybe. God God will judge. And so, I mean, it will
0: work for the
1: lived in Sodom and Gomorrah and and vexed his righteous soul daily with the unlawful deeds of the wicked and that we do that today it it vexes our soul but nevertheless we're here and one of these days God will lead us out of this uh, of all this praise the Lord Um, so it's hard. Oftentimes, I've, I've seen situations where where I would, uh, I'd like to tear into some of these people and, and literally beat them up, I guess you'd say. Well, the fact that you have been pretty uh, strong on some words sometimes. <laughs> but uh, you, you, you <laughs> can't. That you've got you've got word. to, you've got to, have to be strong. And And ultimately, what it all boils down to is our pride. That's it. It really is it. it. Follow peace with all men and holiness. Without which. But that's what I'm saying. Are we not to stand, though, for. Are we just supposed
0: to lay down and let them run over you and not.
1: Well, not if we
0: were supposed to preach the word, and it's surely opposite of what they're doing. And Christ was revived what, what
1: did he do? He did not revile. He no. didn't say he it did again. Reviled, but again, he was at the point. He, he was committed himself unto him that judged Him righteously.
0: But read, read his sermons. You know, he didn't miss any well,
1: I'm not going to say this because that's going, to been, that's going to cause that person to hate me or I'm not going to say this, but that's going to get us where we All are. All right. Today? Just don't let your pride overrule the spirit of Christ. Right. And that's what it amounts to you. And a proverb that has really helped me uh, throughout my Christian walk is only by pride cometh contention. And so, you know, it's kept me out of a lot of trouble and embarrassment and sin. Um, It will, after all, I mean... What is this world and all of its things? I've kind of been thinking about that here lately simply because really, the only thing that really is important is Christ Mm -hmm. and our relationship to Him. And we can take joy in that. Everything else is going to perish uh, or is... Is a little worth. Uh, but that, they can't, no one can take that away from you. Uh, and it's just a joy to think about. And guess what? It doesn't cost anything. Uh, yeah.
0: Um, but there is this thing about being here is of the work and you doers of
1: well, that's that's the biggest part of that is to, to suppress the pride yes. that's in in us. I, I know. And, and, and we got to know again, more. having yeah. therefore food and raiment, life, let us be there with content. And you know, your your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need mm-hmm. again, of these things. So take no thought for tomorrow, uh, but. But for sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Yeah. That's all you, you don't you don't need to be worried about tomorrow. You got enough to worry about today. Amen.